Welcome to Unsuitable on Ray Radio, the award-winning financial services and business advisory podcast that challenges your old-school business practices and the traditional business suit culture. Our guests are industry professionals and experts who will challenge you to think beyond the suit and tie while offering you meaningful modern solutions to help enhance your company's growth. I'm your host, Dave Kane. This year, the week of September 4th, is National Payroll Week. So to celebrate the occasion, our guest, Heather McNichols, Ray's Director of Accounting Services, will discuss some tips to help businesses avoid some common payroll pitfalls. For a lot of reasons, payroll can get confusing. After all, it's not as simple as cutting a check for your take-home pay. There are a lot of things you have to consider, like how your employees are classified, how much taxes need to be withheld, and even which rules govern how taxes will be withheld each pay. Heather will join us on this episode to talk about these concerns while offering insights into solutions that will help make your payroll process a breeze. Welcome back to Unsuitable, Heather. Thank you, Dave. Hey, how does it feel when you're introduced as the Director of Accounting Services for a top 100 accounting firm? I have to say it feels pretty good. Fantastic. You're doing a great job for the firm and um, a lot of uh, progress going on with accounting services. Thank you. Great job. Did I also see that you're helping out with uh, uh, your kids' uh, Cub Scout troop? Is that going to baseball games and helping out with Cub Scouts? Yep. Now we've added football and soccer. So Football and soccer. Okay. We so are- apparently you got your summer vacation in between all that, uh, all that stuff. Yep. So... But we're going to talk about payroll, and again, this is National Payroll Week. Uh, I've got to be honest, I, I, I've celebrated a lot of things in my career. I'm not <laughs> sure I celebrated National Payroll Week. Well, you should. It's a very important week. I think a lot of times we forget the payroll pro- processors and the individuals, the professionals that work on payroll and how much they do and keep us out of trouble. You know, I got to tell you, the National Payroll Week is. Uh, up against some pretty stiff competition. Uh, in fact, uh, this Saturday, September 9th, is also uh, National Beer Lovers Day. Did you know that? Well, can't they be combined? They could be combined. And next week is Line Dance Week, September 11th to 16th. So up against some pretty stiff competition. That, that one would be hard to beat. Are you a line dancer? I am not. Have but you, I'm always open to learn something new. You're always open? Okay, we'll get you. We'll get you on there. But um, uh, also, did you know that the uh, under National Payroll Week, which is um, uh, sponsored by you know the American Payroll Association, you know there's a uh, there's a song for National I, Payroll Week. You didn't know that? I was not aware of that. So you know we go on cutting edge. I mean, the name of that song is "America Works" because we're working for America. That's the the name of the song. Are you a good singer? I am not. I'm hoping you are. No, no. But and, you know, I wanted to just give you that as a as a present. The Thank the you. words to that uh, to that song. Appreciate that. So uh, that's our gift to you. We we're on a little short budget, but that's our 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 gift to you. I appreciate that. The first time I was here, I didn't get a gift. So well, now you now you are. But um, that's how that's how important you are to to the firm. You get you get. Um, a, a nice gift. Thank you. So let's talk about uh, payroll. Uh, the first thing I want to tackle is this, um, this thing that I run into a lot and, and certainly a lot of our, our fellow colleagues do. And this is this employee versus subcontractor 
issue. Can you right. can you talk about um, you know the the uh, in short the rules? I know those those rules are are very lengthy. Yeah, there are a lot of rules, but the IRS does break it down into kind of three main categories. One of which is who is in control? Who who is the behavior of the job? Does the employer dictate when that person comes to work, how the job is going to be completed? Or does the individual get to say, this is my service and this is when I'm going to be there? The next one is who controls the tools of the trade? If the company owns those tools, they're telling you when to show up, they're your employer and you need to be an employee. If you have your own, for example, a lot of places like a cleaning company, if they've got their own sweepers and they bring in their own cleaning supplies, then they are a subcontractor because they, they're holding their own, their own tools. And the final one is who dictates the relationship? Does the company say, this is what we're going to pay you and you're going to have these certain benefits? If so, again, you're an employee. If the individual comes in and says, this is my price for the service, then we're looking at more of a subcontractor relationship. You know, there's there's uh, certain industries. I think you see this more than than others. That um, I guess it's more of the tradition or the 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 business operation that they are subcontractors versus employees. Uh, certainly, construction comes to mind as an in- industry where you see a lot of that. Maybe transportation, mm-hmm. but for the most part, I think you go through that test. Have you ever had a situation where the IRS has challenged the? 1099 or subcontractor employee? Absolutely. They have questioned whether this, you know, those exact same rules, who dictated the time, who owned the tools, because they do feel that they're an employee and that Social Security and Medicare wages should have been, or withholding should have been taken out for that individual. The other thing that's really important to think about is if it's a subcontractor, they're not covered under workers' compensation. If it's an employee, then they are covered underneath your policy. So you want to make sure that that they have some kind of coverage. You know, that's a good point. So I think, you know, we started with the IRS, but it's probably more of the state area with the workers' comp, the state unemployment issues, the federal mm-hmm. unemployment, where, you know, that under under an audit of the business, I think they're looking for that. Are, are they not? They are. And the Department of Job and Family Services or state unemployment we conduct a lot more of those audits. They're more frequent. And that the first thing they ask for is a list of 1099s that were issued. And then they also review the checks that were written, looking for specifically checks written to individuals. You know, I think when we, we opened up the, uh, the podcast with the National Payroll Week, I, I think it's designed to really bring attention to how, how difficult payroll can be and I think it's taken for granted. I mean, you just hit one key issue. The subcontractor issue is, uh, is very difficult. And on this podcast, we talk about risk and reducing risk to business owners. And certainly this is an area uh, where someone would look to see if they do have risk. Right, right. I think often people think that payroll is just, as you mentioned in the beginning, you're calculating the taxes and getting a net check, and that's all there is to it. And there are so many aspects of what taxes need to be withheld. If you end up with garnishments, that's a whole nother calculation and different set of information that has to be kept. And there's just a lot of intricacies to payroll. And it's important to 
know when to ask for help. Come on, this can't be that hard. You just put the hours times rate into the computer and uh, it spits out all the numbers and away you go. It's, is it that easy? Assuming that it has been set up properly in the beginning, yes. But getting that set up and making sure it's right is the trick. And that's where a lot of people need help. You know, we recently heard a story where an employee was not receiving a pay stub or did not have access to a pay stub. Does that raise a flag for you if an employee is not getting a pay stub? Absolutely. Why are they not getting that? Is it because they don't want them to know what's on that pay stub? Or is it getting lost somewhere in translation? Or Could be a number, could be a red flag. Yeah, it's definitely a red flag. You know, the other item I want to dive into a little bit is this resident tax versus workplace tax. That gets really confusing. Like, for example, I'll use you as an example. Your home office is in New Philadelphia, Ohio, mm-hmm. and you're here today in Dublin, Ohio. Are we withholding tax now? Before you answer that, the, uh, uh, the Dublin folks listen to this podcast, so be careful. We are not. Because House Bill 5 came into effect for the state of Ohio, and it put a bunch of different rules on the number of days that an individual has to work in a city before they're required to start withholding that. But those are the kind of changes that your payroll provider has to be up on so that they know when to, when to make those changes. They have to keep track of which days your employees are working in different cities and If they're working in multiple cities, you have to figure out which city they worked in the longest that day. So there there are a lot of different rules when it comes to those workplace taxes. And those are very unique to Ohio, but still important to know. So again, the key there is, are you withholding the proper taxes? Are you withholding taxes, number one, and are you withholding the proper taxes? Exactly. And another one that we run into is a school district tax, which in turn is based on the residence of the employee. But Ohio, not every school district in Ohio has a tax. But you brought up earlier, well, I just plug it into the computer and it knows. QuickBooks, for example, is keyed to set up a school district for every employee. So we run into a lot of times because QuickBooks default goes to setting that up that companies will have school district withheld on a bunch of employees that don't even need it. So that's something to be aware of and, and watch for. If, if that occurs, can you get that uh, money refunded? Yes, you can, but it becomes... It's a bit of a hassle yes, and a cost. Exactly. Exactly. So it's better if you can catch it on the forefront. Okay. So now you mentioned cities and school districts. Uh, what about, uh, about the various states? What if I have an employee that works in multiple states? runs over to Indiana, runs to Pennsylvania. It's very important to talk with each of those states to find out what their specific rules are, not just on state withholding, but again, unemployment and workers' comp. Every state has a different rule depending on their laws. And if you are moving around between states, sometimes you can be covered under your home state, sometimes you can't. And it it gets very, very complicated when you start crossing state lines. You know, as you talk to your colleagues uh, in the industry and you begin to, to step back and compare the tax climate, the payroll tax climate in Ohio, uh, any idea how we stack up to, to other states? 
Are we a friendly state, a business-friendly state for payroll reporting, or, or are you seeing other, other states that are much easier? There are states that are much easier only because they don't have the local taxes. So when you take that whole piece out of it, it makes things a lot less complicated. But on the other hand, there are states that are much more complicated. So we kind of fall in the middle. In the middle? Okay. Yeah. That's probably not uh, what we want to hear as a resident of the state of Ohio. We want to be in the top 10, top five of businesses to, you know, of states to do business in. So know when to ask for help. You know, we talked about, we kind of joked around, oh, you put it in a computer and it's got to be right because it's in QuickBooks or it's in, you know, another payroll or we use uh, another payroll service, but that's not necessarily the case. Right. And Ray and Associates, for example, has a variety of services that they can offer to help you, whether it's training your payroll processor internally and coming in and just making sure that they're aware of how to use the program and how to make sure that the calculations are correct. Or we can, we outsource payroll so we can do your payroll for you so that the internal people aren't even bothered with it. And in that case, you're not worried about being there on a regular basis or if somebody goes on vacation or something like that, you've got somebody to cover you. You know, I just figured this out as the director of accounting services for uh, Ray and Associates. You were just selling. Yeah. You were just selling services on the podcast. I'll have to check the fine print to see if uh, you're permitted to, to do that. All right. We'll get back to you on that. But uh, again, you point out, I mean, that's kind of, a, uh, of an audit, kind of an internal audit that um, uh, your team provides or, or, or each business should probably do some kind of payroll audit each and every, every year. I think we'd be amazed at how much money slips through the cracks. Right. And how would you go about doing a payroll audit? You could have an outside company reviewing just timesheets against the payroll reports to make sure that the accurate hours were reported. Or you can review the payroll taxes to make sure that the proper wages flo were flowing through properly onto those forms. And, you know, I want to go back to the song that you don't want to sing. You know, that uh, is a celebration of the uh, National uh, Payroll uh, Week. But the, uh, the course is America Works, America Works because we're working for America. America Works because we're working for America. That's, you could probably sing that, can't you? I don't, I don't know if I can sing it. You sing it? But yeah, I mean, uh, you, you look at that, um, and that's true. I mean, there's... Uh, you know, there's a tax component of our of our paychecks that we have to get right, um, and 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 employers should get that right and do everything they can. Now, what about this? These boxes you check. You know, it's married. You we often get the 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 question about am I withholding the correct amount? And there's the married or whatever zero single zero. What's what's that all about? How can how can that keep me out of trouble? If you choose to mark single and zero, that's the most amount of tax that can be withheld. If you choose married and four exemptions, that's going to withhold less tax for an individual. Often when we do payroll, we get a lot of questions on, you know, what should I be marking? And we always send them back to their tax advisor because 
there's other things going on on their personal tax return that we don't know about. So we can't always tell them what's the best case for an employee. But we can say, if you mark single and zero, it'll be more. If you mark married and two, it's going to be less. You know, you've probably heard in the news uh, over the past several months that immigration and illegal aliens, uh, that's kind of been in the news the last uh, several months. Mm-hmm. But what if, uh, as an employer, you're faced with a situation of, of maybe uh, you have a current employee uh, that's classified or you have uh, that's classified in that category, or you have someone that applies for a job? What kind of identification and information should you obtain? Is that that W nine or I nine or the I nine form two seventy or <laughs> Route thirty? I don't know. Right. The I-9 form is a form that every employer should have on file for every employee. It asks basic questions on it, such as social security number, address. And then you do have to keep with it a form of identification, a valid driver's license, a copy of a social security card. There's a list that comes with the form of the proper identification to have. And every employer is required to have that on file for their employees if the U.S. immigration would come in to audit. So every employer must have that on every employee. That is accurate. Even though you look like you're from state of Ohio, New Philadelphia, Ohio, I still have to have a W-9 for you. Exactly. Even if you've known me for 30 years, you still need to have that information on file. What if I don't have that on file? What happens? There can be fines and penalties if the Department of Immigration comes in for an audit. And those do happen where they'll just show up and want to see those forms for each of your employees currently on staff. And I think that's a possibility in the climate that we're in right now that that could occur uh, more frequently than it has in the past. I agree. I agree. They're going to be pushing that more and more. So as a business owner, give me two or three tips about my payroll that I need to make sure is like 100% correct. What can I do to make sure that, you know, I'm going, going home tonight, go to sleep, know my payroll's correct. As a business owner, you want to make sure that the individuals that are doing your payroll are getting training. Whether that's if you're outsourced, ask them if they're sending their individuals to training, what kind of training they're they're getting. Or if they're internal, make sure that you're sending them to training so that they're up on the most current laws and changes. The other thing is to make sure that you're classifying your employees properly, making sure that you have employees versus that you don't have sub, you're not paying people as subcontractors that are actually employees. I would say those are the, the big ones and asking for help if you need it. Now, if I'm using a third party provider, you know, outside someone out of my accounting staff, how do I, as again, as a business owner, how do I make sure that those taxes are being deposited correctly and on time? Your provider should be able to give you that information on when those those taxes were paid. And if you, for the IRS, for example, if you look in Circular E, Publication 15, it can give you all of the due dates to make sure that those are accurate. So you mentioned Circular E. Um, uh, if, if I wanted to go to the irs.gov website, I think they have some pretty good tools that that uh, describe what you were just talking about. Very complicated, but they're there if, uh, if you want to read them. Right. That is the first place to start looking, okay. that website. Okay. Now, another area that I think, um, you know, and you and I have talked about this before that can get uh, 
a business in a bit of trouble, maybe cost a penalty would be maybe they pay a bonus at the end of the year and it's above the normal payroll, which triggers maybe a higher uh, tax liability and maybe it's not paid on time. Is, is that another area of concern for you as you, as you consult with uh, your clients? Yes. If they have a liability that exceeds $100,000, they immediately have to pay those taxes the next business day. And just like you said, that bonus a lot of times throws them over that. And they're not always thinking that that plus my last payroll are going to throw me over that amount. So making sure that anytime they issue a bonus, they're aware of that is, right. is very important. Good, good advice. Good advice. Our guest today has been Heather McNichols, a director of accounting services for Ray and Associates, and she's helping us celebrate Happy National Payroll Week. Thanks again for joining us uh, on Unsuitable today. Appreciate your insight. Hope you're able to walk through and walk away with some useful insight today. And if you still want to know more about the tactics covered on today's episode, I'm sure Heather will be more than happy to walk through your specific challenges. You can either send us an email at podcast at raycpa.com or you can contact Heather directly at heather.mcnichols at raycpa.com. Be sure to check out our website at raycpa.com for additional information on the subject. And don't forget to subscribe to our podcast on iTunes and never miss an episode of Unsuitable Again. Until next time, I'm Dave Kane, encouraging you to loosen up your tie and think outside the box.